Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is their to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, we sure are. You know, it's really been quite a stretch in Philadelphia sports. I mean, when you consider... Some of the down years, heck, some of the down decades we've had around here. This feels pretty darn good, man. And um, I think the Eagles have a tremendous chance to win the the championship, the Super Bowl. And honestly, I I expect that they will. I really do. I don't take it for granted. I will say, and we've had a couple callers now calling and say, there's no way the Eagles are going to lose to San Francisco. I'm just going to tell you, I, I don't think like that. And I wouldn't think that anybody should think like that. But, you know, you're entitled to think however you want to think. I'm just telling you, there is a way the Eagles could lose to San Francisco, but I don't expect it to happen. I really, really don't. Jared Cameron, John Ritchie, let's get to, uh, of course, how it sounded the other day, to the calls in a moment. But first, because it's always a great thing. Eagles win, and we give you on a Monday morning a Merrill montage, the best of the best of the plays and how it sounded with Merrill and Mike at the microphone. Well, they sure did. And again, seventh time now in 22 years, which is incredible. I mean, I, you know, I was born in 1978 and I was too young to experience the 80 Eagles thing. Just too young. Um, but I saw the, you know, the Buddy years and the Rich Cotite years and the, and, and the Ray Rhodes years, you know, full, you know, all through. And, and there was no title game appearances there. It just, there just wasn't. And I remember when the Eagles in 01 won that game on the road. And I'm sure there's a lot of people, my generation, that'll remember this. When they beat the Bears in 01, it's like, oh, my God. Eagles are going to the NFC Championship game. And, of course, then they you know, then played a very competitive game against the Rams. But my point is that it felt so unusual then because it hadn't happened in so long. And yet, you know, this organization, and John, major credit to Jeffrey Lurie because he took over in the mid-'90s, took him some time to find his way, but from the moment they hired Andy Reid and, and drafted Donovan McNabb and got Jim Johnson in here as the defensive coordinator and all, all that represented that era, um, with a couple of exceptions with, with about three or four down years, it's been a strong organization, man. I mean, one that generally I just expect much more often than not will make the playoffs and gives you a legitimate I – mean, think of it this way. I'll say this. The Flyers for about 40 years were clearly – the best organization in Philadelphia. I mean, James, you know it. Oh, yeah. Ed Snyder. And it shows you how important leadership is and ownership is. Because Ed Snyder had the Flyers on the right path for a long time. And and the town has become a town where you just know the Eagles are the best-run group. Uh, Jeffrey Lurie is, yes, uh, at the top of that list. Ownership. Uh, I always felt, as a player when I got here, I was amazed at it just felt like Jeffrey was going to do whatever he needed to do to give the coaches the the best chance to to win to give the players the best chance to win and he's not one of those stick his nose in everything kind of guys even though we have learned that there's a little bit more of that than than what we initially thought under Andy Reid he has managed this magnificently 
and we are I, I don't know what other what other organizations can really hold a candle well here's to what so you, he's here's done. so you compare them to you compare them to the Pittsburgh Steelers you compare them to the Patriots well, you compare you them to the, the Chiefs I mean the, the Eagles are amongst that group of since you know, one the stat was going on yesterday since one uh the Patriots are the only team that's been to more championship games than the Eagles sure I mean it makes sense In all of football yeah I mean, they're they're amongst they're amongst the best. They really are. To the phones we go. Basir, Bashir is with us right now. Hi, Basir. Yeah, good morning. How you guys doing, man? Super. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I'm just gonna say to you, Joe, are you done doubting every everybody? Are you done? Am I done doubting people? Yes. I'll doubt you. That that guy that guy Joe was the smoothest <laughs> guy. Comment down on Friday saying he wasn't gonna lose while you was over there just working. Look, I mean, the Eagles are, are looking awesome. I, I, you know, I think a lot of people are having a hard time separating um, my perception of a healthy Hurts and a not healthy Hurts. My, my doubt last week, and I thought the Eagles would win the game, but the doubt I expressed about Hurts' capabilities for the Saturday game was purely rooted in, in whether he'd be physically capable of giving them the full go, which he obviously was, but I didn't know that until we saw it. Now, also, just to get to one more point, I'm surprised nobody said this. On the 21st of September, I mean, um, I'm sorry, of uh, January, mm-hmm. five years ago, didn't we beat the Vikings 38-7 to in the NFC Championship game? Five years to the day. And nobody seemed to mention that. And, uh, uh, a lot of people this, mentioned it. <laughs> this also getting to my uh, 49ers point, yeah. I think this game is going to be, if it's going to come down to who can win in the trenches, we have the best offensive line against their best defensive line. Now, Nick, now both is going to have, I mean, um, his opportunities. I feel like he's going to get. He's going to get sometimes past Malato, but I feel like Jalen under that pressure is going to be able to make the right pass or make the right decision. Well, to wind up. yeah, it's interesting, Bashir. You said something. and Appreciate the call. I actually think there's a strong chance, John. This game will not come down Sunday to who wins in the trenches. That sounds weird because normally who wins in the trenches wins the game. Here's what I mean by that. Jalen Hurts will be able to make plays in the face of pressure that Brock Purdy can't make. I think Jalen Hurts will win the Eagles the game because there will be plays where San Francisco wins the battle in the trenches in certain given plays, but Jalen will be able to scoot around enough, scoot outside. He'll be able to do stuff Mm. that Brock Purdy can't do. That's the way I look at this. Sure. Uh, Well, that's, that's true. And Brock Purdy's never seen anything like he's about to see. Like no, he hasn't. This amount of pressure. Exactly correct. Face. To Drew in Westchester. Drew, you're on WIP. Peter and Maple Shade can kiss my ass. The New York Giants can kiss my ass. E-A-G-L-E-S. Evil. Well done, Drew. Um, got a couple of moments I wanted to shout out about yeah. the game, but uh, and you can tell my voice is struggling, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm gonna get through. Uh, Joe, I, actually, I saw you walking out of the pregame show the other night. I tried to get your attention to say hi. Oh, you, sorry. You were, you, oh, good man. You were motoring through that crowd. You were more shifty than Daniel Jones and Saquon. I was like, ba- I was like Barry Sanders, man. I was trying, I was trying to make sure I got home for kickoff. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were a man on it. You were a man on a mission. <laughs> yes. Um, so the two, uh, two shout outs I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to give uh, the first was to uh, my man, Devontae Smith, second favorite player on the team. You know, about uh, five minutes before kickoff, my nerves really started to set in. And that second play, 
he caught that bomb from Jalen, and I kind of stood up in my seat. I'm like, like, like we're locked in. We're ready to go. And then the, uh, the other moment I just wanted to acknowledge was I feel like, and sometimes it's justifiably so, but I feel like we criticize, you know, Gannon a lot sometimes because we think he just lines guys up and they get the pressure. But on the Giants' first possession where they were moving a little bit, the Eagles did a beautiful stunt on fourth down, and Hassan Reddick and Brandon Graham just absolutely wrecked that play with the way they did the pass rush there. See, Drew, look, you're like giving Gannon credit. Over. And, Drew, he's been doing that this year, he being Gannon. I, the, the Gannon hate was so unfair. It was so ridiculous. I hope we have some people coming to the table and announcing. And that. I thought that was a great that was a great stunt, Drew, up again. That was a great job by him. We do that a, a ton. A those ton. ET stunts and I've done, and done it all year. Reddick was wonderful on that play. I mean, he owned the center, looped all you know all the way inside and ran right through the center to wrap up uh, Daniel Jones and cause the the throwaway. I don't know if he was credited for a sack. Or I half think a sack they technically is this the one where it looked initially like it was an incompletion and then yeah they yeah I think they called that a sack if I remember right. And to be and to be clear, guys, I'm not a I'm not a Gannon hater. I think there's certain things he does that can be frustrating, but I think I think he's good at his job. I just wanted to note that I thought that play in particular sure. at that moment was particularly well done. All right, man. Well, listen, it, it was, and, and he's done a great job all year. Now, here's the deal: a lot of people haven't thought so. Sirianni, after the game, obviously wanted to address it. I mean, he really, really, really went out of his way to address it. Because uh, he was looking at Elliot, who of course works here at WIP, and, and Elliot asked the question. Yeah, El- exactly. Elliot asked the question, and um, let's listen to the audio. I mean, I, I, I was, I thought it was like kind of cool that Sirianni's sticking up for his defensive coordinator, who's been much maligned unfairly. I mean, it's beyond absurd how unfairly maligned Jonathan Gannon's been. Just ridiculous. Here's Sirianni at the podium after the game. What do you think of the defense? Man, would they score seven? Big time. Jonathan Gannon puts these guys in great positions. Obviously, we have great players. And, you know, sometimes I have to I have to hear, like, some things about Jonathan Gannon. Like, and it, I don't know if it's you guys. It might be more uh, other people. Um, I, I won't say names. Angelo, right? Uh, but this guy is an unbelievable coordinator. The, the fact that he doesn't get respect from our radio station blows my mind. It blows my mind. And I know you work at the radio station, too, so I'm not even going to say anything about you. But, like, it blows my mind. This guy is an incredible coordinator. The People w- love to play for this guy. Like, and I uh, – listen, I don't – you want me to keep going? Why do you, I think you made your point. Why do you even pay attention? Why do you even pay attention? Well, I, I have to – Bob has to put me on to what they're you – know, like, the only reason I got to pay attention is because Bob does such a good job at his job that he preps me for questions that I got to answer. And so every time I hear an answer about Jonathan Gannon, I'm, I, I laugh to myself. And matter of fact, coaches from other teams ask me, like, does Jonathan Gannon get here? I'm like, somehow, yeah. Like, this guy's incredible. He's going to be a head football coach in the National Football League because of what he does. This guy's a stud. He's a stud. I can't wait to talk to Angelo on Monday. All right, that's Sirianni on Saturday night. Now, Sirianni did talk to Angelo today. We're going to air that interview in its entirety coming up at 1230. So how Sirianni addressed that with Angelo and how Angelo addressed that with Sirianni, you'll be able to hear that in its entirety at 1230. I'll say this, Sean. In our years together, you and me, you, me, and Seltzer, six years together, I believe Gannon this year, has been the most unfairly criticized figure in Philadelphia sports in the tenure of this show. 
I think he's done a really yeah. good job. Jim, Jim Schwartz, it was like the same thing, though. But That's this is true. more, James. This is I more. I mean, it might be a little more, but I, it feels similar. But here's where it's here's where I think it's different. Jim Schwartz got criticized more deeper into his tenure after the Eagles had won the title. I'm thinking more 2018, 2019, and I suppose 2020. I think he was still here at that point. I mean, Gannon is getting criticized in the midst of a spectacular season. And I think Jim Schwartz brought some of it on himself. I mean, he was bristly. He was bristly. Yeah. Jonathan Gannon is always forthright, wants to give as much information as really it probably makes the, the head guy feel uncomfortable at times because he does give you a lot to work with. I he, I think he's wow. I agree with you. He is the most maligned unfairly uh, figure that we've ever seen. Yeah, here's the way I'd size it up. He's the most unfairly maligned in our six years together, and the guy that got propped up the most unfairly to his benefit was Carson in 2020 because people didn't say it. People were like, oh, Carson's great. I'm like, oh, he is? And people today are like, oh, God, it's horrible. I'm like, oh, he is? He's horrible? Come on, man. Let's go to Salvador in Coatesville. What's up, Salvador? Yo, what's going on? Yo, hey, what a freaking game. Yeah. What a weekend. Or should I say, happy Monday. <laughs> Yo, very, very I mean, uh, I mean, I'm still on the fence. I'm still on the fence with Jonathan Gannon. There's been too many times throughout the season where he just did some questionable things. But I tell you what, Nick Sirianni has definitely grown on me. I I love this guy now. When he first got here, I was so scared. I'm like, all right, does this guy know what he's doing? But now it's like he totally won everybody over. I believe. Yeah, I mean, he, look, he's on fire right now. And it's not always going to stay like this. I mean, he's not going to have the, the benefit of, a, of an MVP-level quarterback on a rookie deal. So it'll change this the dynamic. This is the last year this that is he it. will have a roster that is this just inarguably talented. I mean, this might be, this might be the best roster. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to be doomsday here, guys. I'll just say this might be the best roster the Eagles have in the next 10 to 20 years. Like, this is an oh. unusual collection of players that they're not nah. in the future going to have the benefit of unless they draft exceptionally well. Yeah, and I think it's something that's pretty sustainable, you know, with the coaches. But I'm just kind of, you know, what if Jonathan Gannon leaves next year? They're going to have to promote with him, right? Well, you know what's interesting? Maybe I'll, that's I'll, why they're more comfortable with him leaving. They probably have other coaches, you know, under him that are, you know, probably maybe. just as capable. I, I don't well, we know. If, Vic Fangio in the yeah. organization somehow. I don't and Salvador, I don't know if comfortable is the, the way to phrase it. I just think Sirianni just sees the writing on the wall. I mean, it is what it is. If Gannon gets offered a head coaching gig and five million a year, he's he's gonna leave. By the way, it wasn't lost on me. And Salvador, thanks for the call. I mean, John, literally just this weekend, because a lot has swung to offense in recent years with who gets hired, but you had you had Dan Quinn with the Cowboys defense. By the way, they played a fine game. I mean, it's not like Dallas's defense right. let him down. You had um you had Gannon, and you also had Tamika uh, Rines. So you literally have three dudes from the defensive side in the divisional round, and that's three at a minimum because I know some people talk about the Bengals coordinator as well. I don't know as much about that guy, but I've heard people say he's exceptional in his job. I mean, it's, you know, coming down the stretch here, it's, uh, you know, and how many gigs are open, James? What, what are we looking at? Um, I believe – it's seven or eight, something like that. Is it that many? I think so. Let me check. It's interesting no one's been hired. By the way, Sean Payton report came out last week. Johnny wants, you ready for this? He wants 20 to $25 million a year. <laughs> oh, wow. Now, I guess if you have like six, seven, eight, five, five, five. Uh, you know, 
Look, Sean Payton's a good coach. I'm not saying he's not. He did have the benefit of Drew Brees, which is a huge benefit. Uh, you know, I'd be – I'd probably rather have Jonathan Gannon at $5 million a year than, than Sean Payton at $25 million. I'm just, I'm just putting that out there to the world. What's the, what's the highest paid coach? Well, it's believed to be Belichick, although there's some ambiguity on his, on his salary. But I, I've heard things like 8 or $12 million, James. Oh, no, he's over 20 So, so He's this, over 20 Oh, yeah. So that Actually, when this happened, Bill Simmons talked about this the other day, okay. and he's obviously connected with New England and yep. Boston and stuff. Yep. He said that the Peyton thing, he's happy this came out because the worst kept secret is how much some of these coaches make. He's like, Belichick's been over 20 for a while, is how he phrased it. Wow. Well, then Andy's probably making a boatload also. Probably up there, yeah. So, interesting. They're just misreported in the past? Well, well, they don't really report a lot of them. Like, a lot of the coach salaries we don't really get. You know, It's It's not like a salary cap Four-year contract. They never really tell us how much these guys make. Plus the bonuses and all. And Yeah, okay, interesting. Let's go to Brian right now. Brian, you're on WIP. Hey, morning, guys. How we doing? Great, Brian. Good. Hey, a uh, couple quick things. Um, you know, I agree with what you said, Joe, about the confidence level right now. I would have to say this is probably the most confident I've ever been in an Eagles team. You know, O two and O four before T.O. got hurt. But this team is just so complete, and Jalen just has such command of this team in a way that as great as Donovan was, I don't think he ever really controlled the team as a leader yeah. like Hurts does. And, you know, the, the thing I was telling James is, Looking at the Niners' schedule, nine of their last 13 games have been at home. They haven't been out east since week six. And then the four row games they had were all on the West Coast. So I think that's a huge factor as well. And and lastly, you know, being from Iowa, I saw Brock Purdy play a lot. And outstanding young man, really classy young kid. But uh, his criticism he got a lot was when he did not face pressure, he really took it to teams and was a really good game manager. But when he faced pressure, he made a lot of mistakes. So I'll be curious to see if we can get in his head a little bit with that because that was what he was known for was making bad decisions at hmm. key time. Look, what I saw Brian yesterday, and I thought he did it the prior week also, it's not all the time, but he has a tendency to drift back into his left. And actually, who it reminded me of, and I hate to say this because I love this guy, but when Nick Foles in 2014, before he got injured, even though the Eagles were 5-2, and two, he had a tendency to go backwards. Instead of step up in the pocket, he would drift back, back, back. And that's what I saw from Purdy a, a number of times yesterday. And, I mean, you can pull some rabbits out of the, the hat that way, but that is generally not a good way to, to play the quarterback position. No, I, I especially because it's not like he's got wheels. It's not like he's Fran Tarkington going, you know, twelve yards back to come twenty yards forward. I mean, you know, this is a guy that's not exactly, you know, he's not. He don't have Jalen Hurts tendencies. Well, stepping back is not sustainable. I mean, your offensive linemen are expecting to create a pocket, right? And they will run a guy by, and if you're dropping back further, you're going to run right into where the offensive lineman yeah. thinks it's safe to take the defender. Not to mention, it just becomes a. Further throw, and, you know, it just – You need to step it's up. tougher. Uh, Brian, good yep. stuff, man. James, do you remember that with Foles in 2014? We don't talk much about that. Yeah. His, his drifting oh, yeah. tendency. Yeah, he used to just roll right back. Right? And yeah. and I've always thought that's probably a good chunk of why Chip Kelly traded him. wasn't a good trade, and I didn't agree with the trade. Obviously, Foles for Bradford did not work out, but Foles had shown that tendency in that 2014 year, and I always thought, you know, that, that was a thing there. Hey, Twitter poll question of the day. What impressed you the most? about the Eagles' win over the Giants on Saturday. Four choices. A, coaching. B, Hurts. C, offensive line. D, pass rush. All very worthy choices 
which is going to win the poll? I don't know. We'll find out. You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. Coming up, the Bad of the Bone Award. The Bad of the Bone Award, which obviously is our version of Game Balls Plus. We'll have some fun at the expense of the Dallas Cowboys. What Jerry Jones said after the game. What Dak Prescott said after the game. You'll hear all that coming up, plus all the phone calls. Joe DeCameron, John Ritchie on WIP. Are you looking for tickets for games and concerts at the Wells Fargo Center or for our huge football game coming up at the Link? Do like I do and use the Game Time app for tickets to every event on the planet, sports, music, shows. With Game Time, you get great tickets and amazing prices, even on last-minute tickets, and you can see exactly where your seats are in every venue. It's so quick and easy. Just download the Game Time app, enter your email, use the promo code WIP for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. That's promo code WIP. Game time, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Shout Cameron, John Ritchie on this uh, awesome, rainy, but still awesome Monday morning throughout the Delaware Valley with the birds in the final four, if you will. And I think they're going to be the final one when this whole shebang is done. We know the Dallas Cowboys won't be the final one. We know they haven't been in the final four and over a quarter of a century. I believe it's now 27 years. And, John, it was fun not only... did you know that Jalen Hurts was not born? I did. The last time. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that too, James. It's so unbelievable. Look, they they run the risk. I mean, they're, you know, only halfway there, but they run the risk of entering sort of the territory of the New York Rangers. When the Rangers actually finally won the Cup in 94, it was a breakthrough after 54 years, you know, since 1940. And and fans would chant that for for years and years. And, and by the way, the Flyers aren't aren't any better. Matter no. of fact, the Flyers are worse. Flyers go back to the The Flyers are really getting close yeah, to the Yeah, we're that. getting to the yeah. night. Yeah. yeah, I remember that, 1940. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to your point, though, um, NFC Championship game appearances since 1996 yep. in the NFC. The Cowboys are one of only three teams. Them, the Commanders. Now, let and, me guess. Let me guess. Not in a title game? It's got to be the Lions, right? It's the Lions, yeah. yeah. Commanders, yeah. Lions, and Cowboys are the only three NFC teams since 1996 who have not made an NFC Wild. How about it? All right, well, let's have some additional fun at the expense of the Dallas Cowboys. So they lose yesterday. And, of course, the two guys you want to hear from after the game are Jerry Jones and Dak Prescott. Let's start with uh, Jer, Jerry Jones after the game. And, John, he's very, very clear, very clear that he expected more from his club, and he expected more from his club for one specific reason, what he thought was, and really should have been, should have been, an advantage at quarterback due to Dak Prescott, and he didn't get it. Here's Jerry Jones after the game. Well, I thought uh, this team uh, uh, with uh, 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 Dak at quarterback, uh, I thought we had a chance to uh, get to and compete at the top level in this in this tournament. I really did. Uh, that was our edge here tonight. Uh, the, uh, I thought the quarterback, the experience of the quarterbacks, uh, they might have had a little edge in, in uh, uh, an area there. But still, I thought the quarterbacks were the edge. Well, here's the deal, John. Quarterback wasn't the edge. He thought that before the game. What does he think about Dak now? Right. I, you've, you've got to wonder. You've got to take this season and look at it and look in the mirror if you're Dak Prescott. Yeah. Look in that same mirror if, if you're the owner. Is he the guy who's going to take you? I mean, they're, they're stuck with them. They are, yeah, there's not much they speaking. can do. Yeah. But why is it that he took the step back he took this season? Is it Mike McCarthy? Is, it, is that the problem? I, I don't know. Uh, it was sloppy. Dak Prescott 
he was trending in the right direction for quite a while. Yeah. And it's fallen apart. It really has. So let's hear from Dak after the game. Look, I'll say this. I mean, obviously I'm anti-Dallas and all, but I, I've always said I, I do like Dak the guy. He seems like a stand-up guy, but he's faltering as a player. Dak after the game talking about the loss. This, this loss hurt more than last year. Talk about what happened today. <clears throat> yeah, it hurts. Um, very, very disappointed. Uh, we weren't able to come out this one. Disappointed in my play. Uh, disappointed for the guys in the locker room. Um, special team, uh, really is. Um, guys that that do things the right way, prepare the right way, um, believe in each other. A lot of love, and uh, it, yeah, it's unfortunate. Well, so. here's the deal. This is this is the worst loss of Dak's career, in my opinion, because earlier losses in his career, even as a top seed. He was younger. This is like middle career time now. This is when you're supposed to be sort of at your finest. And he knows. L- listen to this. He, Critical moments of that game. Well, especially when they he got. He gave the ball away. Well, he gave the ball away. And then even when they're down seven and get the ball back with, I think it was three and a half minutes to go, that drive went nowhere. Well, and the first throw nowhere. was a pick. Like, he just dropped it. But he threw Correct. it right to Greenlaw. Like, right to him. Yeah. Threw it right to the guy. So, look, you're going to hear praise from Dak on Dallas's defense, which is warranted. Dak knows that he lost in the football game. Take us through the emotion right now. I'm disappointed for a sensitive, but what's going on? Yeah, just disappointed. As I said, I mean, guys that, that played their asses off defense who gave us an opportunity to win this game, who, who played their, who played hard against a really, really good offense, a really good team, and um, for us to only put up the points that we did, that that's unacceptable, and it starts with me, and um, I, I've got to be better. I mean, that's... No, no, no other way to sugarcoat. Sometimes when a guy says it starts with me, it's just a line, you know, take responsibility, even though it's really spread out. This was on him. I mean, this was, yeah. and, and I'll say this, I've thought for the last, you know, three or four years, Dak's a top 10 guy in that sort of um, seven, eight, nine range. He, he, he might not be top 10 guy. I mean, that was, that was a bad performance. I don't know who would jump him. I'd have to kind of look at the whole thing. I don't know if Tua goes above him or, I mean, we know Jalen Hurst zipped right past him. They just right past him. Um, Dak Prescott's star takes a big hit, man. They pay him so much. What are they going to do with Ezekiel Elliott? I mean, basically, <sighs> you've got so much money tied up in a back who is not the best back on your team. Yeah, you it can't... really hurt them having Tony Pollard get, you know, the high ankle. It did. Well, and he also, he, they're game. now saying he broke his leg, broke right? His leg, that was yeah. Broken saying? leg. Yeah, so now baby, yeah. that affects the offseason. I mean, that guy, man, you do feel bad for him on a human level. He gets a chance for a first big payday. Big payday. And, you know, he's obviously going to enter free agency as a as a lesser athlete. So, um, you know, we'll say it's it's they're in a tough spot there, man. I, I mean, they got some talent, but I'll tell you this, unless the Eagles take a sizable step backwards, um, you know, my instincts are right now the Eagles will finally, finally, finally be the team that breaks through next year and wins two divisions in a row from within the NFC East. All right, so if you want to have some uh, some laughs at Dallas' expense, please do. Obviously, for the most part around here, we're celebrating the Eagles back in the conference title game and looking ahead not only to the Eagles in San Francisco, but the very realistic possibility of another Birds championship. To the phones, Shay is with us in Northeast Philly. Hi, Shay. Hey, guys. It is such a great day. Sure is. <laughs> so, listen, one, I wanted to mention about the AJ. I heard a call to call up. So, there's a video of um, a close-up of AJ on a bench. And he, you see him yelling, saying, "I'm good, I'm good." So it appears that he wants. It appears that he to uh, go back out in the game and was frustrated that they didn't allow him to go back. I don't 
think was about the catches and do come off. That's what that's the impression I had. I mean, look, I don't know Shea, but my sense was he was just probably frustrated to not be sort of allowed to play. Yeah. So my other thing was that everything went just right yesterday. Like everything. Um, damn, the team just plays awesome. Um, down to the protection from Hurts. Did, did he even get touched by anybody? I don't know, but not, not much. Yeah. Um, but where was Danny Dimes at? That's all you heard, Danny Dimes. Uh, the guy, um, where was Barkley at? Uh, where was the guy that just came back off an of injury that yeah. you want to be able to be sacked so many well, times? Well, the thing and- with Saquon is you do see the impact of there's only so much a running back can do in the modern-day NFL. I mean, there's a reason. He's a great player, and, I'll, I, and I root for Saquon. I mean, I like that guy. But, you know, there's a reason why – people were skeptical when he was taken second overall. There's only so much impact a running back can have. He just he couldn't lift him up enough. Well, yeah, I'm just saying that, you know, the guys heard that talk, man. You got Reddick in an interview saying they heard the trash talking and basically um, be careful what you wish for is what he said. <laughs> so yeah. I think this is a statement game, and it came out dominant. Right. Yeah, it's no, awesome. listen. It's Cowboys wait. lost. It's every perfect weekend. Well, yeah, yeah it, it was. Uh, and Shay, appreciate the call. The Flyers lost. John completely took them out of their game. They, yeah. They, of course they wanted Saquon to be a bigger part of it. But when you're down 28 to nothing right. at the half, you can't do the stuff that you were sure. planning. Right, let me let me ask a question to both of you guys. So, obviously, I saw all the games this weekend. I saw certain portions of pregame shows and certain portions of postgame shows. But I didn't see it all. I mean, there's only so much you can absorb. Um, I did not get the impression yesterday. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I did not get the impression yesterday with the national coverage that the Eagles' utter dominance was properly noted. I don't want to say utter dominance. Utter dominance and what it can mean moving forward in the next two games was properly noted with what I saw from figures on the national level. Am I right or am I wrong? I agree. That's the way I read it, too. I think part of that might be the Saturday thing. That, that the games on Sunday, they're upon you and they feel like that's where, you know, that's where the importance is. And we were sort of forgotten about. I mean, maybe. I, but I didn't feel like Patrick Mahomes was forgotten about, nor should he well, have been. Nor should he have been. Because he's, he's injured. He's injured and it's a huge that talking point. the headline. Yeah. But I just, like. Of, of the Saturday, that really became the headline of the Saturday games. I mean, the, the Chiefs did not look right. as good as they should have looked. But that got glossed over yeah. because, hey, now Patrick Mahomes is injured, and right. what are they going to do? Like, here's and here's we the, just fell by the wayside. Well, I agree. Here's the way I'll frame it. I didn't hear anyone nationally say this. This is how I felt. I, I just watched the Eagles play yesterday. I'm talking about if I'm talking on Sunday. I watched the Eagles play yesterday, and I feel I saw the team that's going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, no. Just said that. crisp, clear, concise, right to the point. I didn't People even are. Hear- Hung up with the the way the 49ers were able to look really dominant defensively. And they're just like the big story. Hey, they got this rookie yeah. quarterback. And yeah, it's a shame. It, it it's does, just, it it's a little frustrating. It's, it's a little frustrating. And again, right. I think the, the two-point point spread is preposterously low. I really do. I was going to say, I didn't even hear like talk like, oh, the Eagles look like the Eagles again. Like not right. even that, yeah. not much less the Super Bowl thing, but like, oh, could the Eagles be the best team in the NFL again like they were for the entire season right. until the last month? Yeah, I didn't I f- hear that talk. I found it strange. All right, let's get to what we do uh, every Monday at this time. Usually it follows a Sunday game. In this case, two days removed from the last Eagles game. Uh, our version of Game Balls with the Bad of the Bone Award. 
Well, it was an ass whooping. I mean, it really was. To me, the only other two games I've ever seen the Eagles play in the playoffs that were this dominant, my lifetime, was the 95 game versus Detroit. 58 points put up. They gave up 37, but it so didn't matter because they were up by, you know, 40-something. Uh, and the and the game versus Minnesota in 2017, January of 2018. This was of that ilk. Top three most impressively dominant performances, certainly I've seen from the Eagles in a postseason game. So, John, game balls. You got first crack at it. Where are you going? Yeah, I'm going to go with Jalen. Uh, he was absolutely kept out of harm's way by the way that the game unfolded. Uh, He only had nine carries on the day, which is very low for what we grew accustomed to. It felt like 17 was sort of a magic number. So he proved that he could influence a game, the run game in particular, with 44 rushes we, we accumulated for 268 yards on the ground. A lot of that is because they had to account for him, and he was out there and doing his thing, but we still protected him. Shane Steichen, great job dialing that up the way that he did. And uh, still 112 passer rating, uh, throwing the ball. I mean, from the, from the very get-go, it felt like I think it was the second play of the game. He goes over the top to Devontae Smith and put all of the worries to rest the, the throwing arm is, is as good as it's been. And he actually, you know, spun and took some hits and finished forward, uh, putting all of that to rest. There is nothing to worry about any longer with Jalen Hurts. Seltzer game ball. The coaching staff, and particularly Nick Sirianni, we heard so much. Brian Dable, Brian Dable, coach the year, and he's a good coach. He got his ass beat by Nick Sirianni yesterday. That team was ready to play, coming off a bye. No rust, zero rust. Those guys yeah. were ready to go. They were motivated. That dude, even the little stuff, like even the way he coached the game like that, going the fake go for two because you had a timeout. Why not try and get him off sides? Why not see if you can get a yard? Like the little things, every little bit that guy did yesterday was masterful. And that team was, was fully ready to go, and they kicked butt. And that coaching staff deserves a ton of credit. Yeah, and it's a shame that game – can't impact coach of the year. You know, coach of the year, those things are voted on at the end of the it's regular season. It's going to be season. hilarious because you know Dable will win it and we'll all be like, well, it's like the McVay-Doug thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, McVay, I I, uh, I tend to think Dable will finish second to Shanahan, who, you know, won 12 games with three quarterbacks. I Just 13, my, my instincts are – 13? Okay. My instincts are Sirianni will finish third. But I, I don't think that's right. I just – I don't think that's fair. But it is what it is. Uh, look, game ball, I'm in an unusual spot here. Usually uh, there's not as much left for me by the time we get to me with you guys going first. I mean, I got three names written down. I got Lane's name written down. I got Jason Kelsey's name written down. I got Hassan Reddick's name written down. Um, I'm going to go with Hassan Reddick. I thought he wrecked the game. I mean, right from the jump. I, I can't remember if it was the first or second play of the game, but it was very quick, and it was very thorough, and it was often. Hassan Reddick was awesome. We've talked through the years about some of the great free agent signings like Troy Vincent and John Runyon, Malcolm Jenkins, and a couple others. It's still early on the Reddick thing, but he certainly has a legitimate shot to be amongst that group when all is said and done for the great free agent signings of all time. Certainly right now it looks that way. And uh, he was awesome. Is this the best pass rusher season since Reggie White as an Eagle, like full season taken together? 
Because I know we had Babin that year, but they weren't. Oh, the Babin know, year don't count. Like, I, I, look, I think it might be. The right? only other one you consider, I think, is 2017. 70 yeah. sacks speaks yeah. for itself. That That is I, I think so. I mean, Hassan Reddick specifically. I'm oh, saying him oh, I'm individually. Sorry. Is he having the best Eagles edge rusher season since Reggie White? Um. Yeah, probably. Probably, all, right? all Babin did was hunt the quarterback. Clyde had, I think, 19 and 92, and that was Reggie's last year. Um, so yeah, I would I would tend to say the answer is probably. Look, Hugh, Hugh gave the Eagles some great years off the edge, and Trent Cole gave the Eagles some great years off the edge. Uh, part of what makes the Hassan Reddick thing so impressive, he doesn't even rush the quarterback every play. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. like you know, he's right. dropping into coverage. I don't know and, the percentage. And it's but... eye test too. Like he has 18, 17 and a half sacks or whatever. It feels like he could have had ten more. Like he's been all over. Yeah, he, he impacts a lot of other plays a lot of ways. Um, all right, let's go. To, but I'll just say, major honorable mention within Bad of the Bone Award to Lane Johnson, gutting through it and playing so great. And Jason Kelsey, just consider him for a moment, guys. There's probably two players in the Giants that are their two best players. It's probably Saquon Barkley and Dexter Lawrence. And Jason Kelsey had to deal with that Dexter Lawrence guy. I mean, Dexter Lawrence was invisible. Invisible. Right? I mean, he only had like a one uh, <laughs> one half tackle or something. I on mean, it. he was invisible. Kelsey is just such I a think Hall he of might Famer. Have more than that. I, I want to say he had he was credited with six. Well, six look, look, I didn't notice impact. Let me put it that way. I, right. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? I mean, Kelsey was just, my God. To Dan in Philadelphia. Dan, go ahead, buddy. Boys, how are we today? Doing great. Joe, I just want to thank you. That was an awesome party Saturday night. You know what I mean? I think uh, <laughs> everybody in there was pretty nice. Um, oh, man. So, some jokes jacket. will never die. I'll swing back and get it. Hey, uh, I agree with you on the disrespect of the Eagles, like nationally. Like, it went so far as they didn't say, like, oh, the winner of this game will face the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. They just said the winner of this game will, will be going to the NFC Championship game. Like, they had no idea who would who was in the game that they were going to face, which I, I found very odd. Um, if normally they say that what the matchup's going to be. I didn't notice that. I didn't notice oh, that yeah. either. It, it, it was wild. I definitely picked up on that. Um, I watched that game uh, last night with intense scrutiny trying to figure out what we were going to face e- either side. First of all, I think Dallas lost the game themselves. Sure. Um, I, think they, I think they could have beat San Francisco. It wasn't I didn't see any dominant performance actually by anybody out there. And, Joe, I 100% agree with you. Brock Purdy just didn't look like he wanted to settle down at any point, and he does, like, backpedal to the left of, of the pocket, outside the pocket. Yep. I don't think it's designed, John, because he's actually, like, there's nobody there to throw it to. Um, so, and, and Nick Bosa, as good as he was, he went up against Jason Peters' backup. I, I don't even think he had that big of an impact on the game yesterday. I mean, obviously, he's, he's awesome, but I just don't see the – the hype that the, the national pundits are, are saying about San Francisco. They're good. I think that's eight, eight games in a row they won. I don't see it being no, nine it's, on it's, the road uh, in I think Philadelphia. It's, James, it's, John, it's 13? 12, I think. They went into the playoffs with a 10-game winning okay, streak, and they won two. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I just I don't see it. I, I, I just, from what we did on Saturday to the, whether we were going to play Dallas or San Francisco, watch them, I just don't think either one of those teams are on our level. I mean, that's I don't, just I don't what need, I took I don't, from I that don't game need, yesterday. I agree. But. I wonder if, it's, if part of it is we ran the ball so much. I mean, the, the game, it was over essentially at the half. Uh, we came out in the second half, and we were more conservative. Did that leave a taste in the viewer's mouth that we weren't 
quite as dominant as, as we really were. So do the Eagles have to win by 60 to yeah, get people's so it, attention? Yeah, it ended at 38-7. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, what do we need to do? It's, it's again, tied with, with 38-7 is their biggest playoff win right. of all time, just pure gap. Yeah. I mean, like, what what else do they need to do? I agree. Right? Especially you can't all week talk about the Giants and how tough they are and what a tough out they're going to be and how they're going to give the Eagles a game and everyone be on the Giants right. and then not give the Eagles credit when they whoop the, beat the crap out of I them. I agree, James. Uh, and someone said earlier, they I, I forget how it was phrased, but one of the callers about how confident he is right now in the Eagles. I'll, I'll go as far as to say this is the most confident I've ever felt with an Eagles team. Wow. And, and obviously, well, here are the two. Here are the two, obviously, you compare them to. Oh, four and 17. So and, and I'm and I'm framing this post eighty. I was too young for eighty. Um, so just let me just address this. So in two thousand and four, and I loved that team and it was a great team. And I do think it's one of the best teams that lost the Super Bowl. I really believe that. I think the 04 Eagles were a spectacular football team. But as you approach the Super Bowl, is you know especially once New England won, meaning Pittsburgh lost and New England won, you knew that you were facing a team in New England that had, amongst other things, Belichick, Brady, a great defense, and had won the championship two out of the last three years. Well, and it also, so, we, you know, we, daunting. no matter how good that 04 team was, we still had that baggage with Donovan and there those was. guys that was, like, just held back a little confidence, whatever yes. that was. No, that's true. There was big game baggage. Even though they beat Atlanta to get to the, to the Super Bowl, there certainly was big game baggage. You're right, James, good point. And then the 17 team, clearly, at this stage, John, I mean, I, I think I speak for everybody when I say we weren't as confident in that team then. Then. I mean literally this round as this team now because the Eagles in 17, while I thought they would beat Minnesota in the conference title game, I mean, come on. I mean, it was it was Foles, which he hadn't hit his stride yet. It was barely beating Atlanta. Yeah, it wasn't a resounding. The Vikings right. were coming off the Minneapolis miracle, right. which was like, this, oh, my God, look at this team, yeah. this destiny, like sure. all that was going on. So – you know, I will say, though, the dog mask, like, I do feel remembering it. Like, when they brought out the dog yeah. mask, that really did instill confidence in me. Like, I it did. I felt it, you know? It did, but not as much as this. I think once we got the to other the one Super is, Bowl, it was like this. Once we beat the Vikings like that, then we were feeling much more confident. It helped, no, it helped a lot, but, you know, you still knew New England was really good. I mean, they'd sure. won the Super Bowl the year before. They had Brady and Belichick. They had Gronk. Yeah. By the way, the other team I think that, that, that comes to mind is, is 0-2 Eagles. I mean, I felt exceedingly confident the Eagles would beat Tampa Bay that day, and obviously they did not. But that was a team we did believe in quite a bit. 215-592-9494. Big 12 o'clock hour up ahead, including the Nick Sirianni interview with Angela from this morning. You'll hear that in its entirety at 1230. 1230 today, Sirianni with Angelo. Phone calls throughout. Joe DeCameron, John Ritchie on WIP. If you're in the restaurant, hospitality, or casino business, you know that a great point-of-sale system can truly make a difference in your success. It's hard to find a company that offers everything you need and is willing to customize a game plan to fit your individual needs. Well, if you've been looking for the perfect POS partner, you need to call my friends at PDQ Signature Systems. PDQ has everything you need for success, including mobile POS, self-service kiosks, enterprise reporting, contactless functionality, data and cybersecurity, and the best service and support in the industry. PDQ POS is the fastest, easiest, and most reliable POS available. That's why PDQ POS has been the top-rated restaurant management system for over 30 
35 years. Whether you have a single location restaurant or thousands of locations, Joe Flynn and his team will create a custom game plan that will help your business succeed. Trust me, if you want a point of sale system that will truly make a difference, you need PDQPOS. Schedule your free demo and business consultation today at PDQPOS.com. That's PDQPOS.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.